Have you um, have you ever kissed your mom on the mouth as an adult? No. I have. Weird. <laughs> I'm Lucas. <laughs> That's a horrible way to start things. I'm Nathan. Uh, this... <laughs> <laughs> you want to give it another part? You want to do it again? That's what? Kiss your mom on the mouth? <laughs> no, no, no. Me kiss your mom on the mouth. Uh, no. Okay. No, none of that sounds good. And this is Monster Pod. It is. Alright, so tonight we're talking about Let Me In. Let me out. Please. Let me in. Okay. And let in- the right one in. With the- inevitably. Like, there's not going to be any way that I can talk about Let Me In without talking about Let the Right One. Yeah. And you have recently watched these. These are in the back of my head somewhere because I failed to do my homework yet again. Terrible. I'm really bad at this, apparently. All right. Yeah. We need to do like we did with uh, From Beyond. Yeah. Where you just come over and watch it. And then talk about it. And then, like, a month and a half later. <laughs> we'll try We should record. probably watch and then Like, discuss. right away. We should probably research, watch, discuss. Yes. Research first, then watch it and discuss it. Yes. Like, have notes already and then do bullet point notes. Man, you guys are, like, behind the curtain right now of how we're probably going to do the next episode. Great. Yeah. This Hopefully. was my, this was my pick as well. <laughs> it, it, it's a good and one. And I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do that to me? Uh, like, we should watch this one. Have you? But I'm not yeah. going to. <sighs> I do have a mini comic that came with mine, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a, let, it's a prequel let, comic. Let Me In. Yeah, about... Um, what was the girl's name? In Let Me In, it is... Chloe. Uh, What's her name? Abby. It's Abby. Okay. So Abby uh, and her familiar. It's about them coming from the other town. He doesn't have a name and let me in. What do they call him? The father. The father? Yeah. Yeah. But he's not. But he's her familiar. Yeah. She gets blood from him and then because he doesn't want the blood taken from him, he goes and he... Gets blood for her, which is what a familiar familiar can do. Now then, uh, what should we say before we tell them to go watch these movies? Uh, Alright, so... Um, if you don't like subtitles, go watch Let Me In. Yeah, if you're going to listen to it, do not watch Let the Right One In. Yeah, if, the if dubbed if, is terrible. Let the Right One In, read it, and listen to the Welsh? Swedish. Is it Swedish? Yes, Swedish. Swedish. The uh, the dubbing, at least on the copy that I have, sounds like uh, an American dubbing of anime, but yeah. not like the current. You like showed it me. is almost passable. Yeah, like the old school nineties. So bad. Like they don't really move their mouths. Yeah, it's bad. The, it, it's it's bad, and the voice actors are on. They're fine, but they're not good. They're they're passable. They're passable. Yeah. That's what I, uh, from what I saw, from like the three minutes that I saw, I was like, ugh. Yeah. I would not want to watch this movie with the dub on. Yeah. Like, there are some that I can watch dubbed. Yes. Maybe sometimes. They, they're called animes. <laughs> there are some movies that even when they get a little like, Ugh. for the most part, it's okay. Uh, you know, like old spaghetti westerns, stuff like that. Thank you for saying old spaghetti westerns. 
because, boy, do I have a great idea for the first episode of Food in a Flick. <laughs> if that is a thing. If that do. ever happens. That might be a thing. So uh, for the two listeners out there, um, uh, that, that might be a thing that we do in the future where we talk about food and movies. It's called coming at you. No. Cuming at you. <laughs> you, already, you already got it. <laughs> you, we already know what we're going to make. Um, thanks to Nathan and his puns. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dubbing is terrible. Wait, let me, let me, let me, yes. I'm gonna, I just have to tell you about coming at you. No. I have to. Okay. Okay. It was, it, it's a western that was shot in 3D. Uh-huh. Made for the drive-in. Uh-huh. They just released it. You can pick it up at Target for $4.00. And glorious 2D, uh-huh. which I didn't realize that was the joke. I didn't realize it was supposed to be a 3D movie till the movie was over. But it's a spaghetti western, balls to the walls, action-packed, hilarious. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has to have seen this movie, right? It's got it's one of the greatest westerns I've ever seen in my life. And because it's only in 2D and not 3D, all the 3D gimmicky stuff is just makes the movie so bizarre. Right. And I didn't know. So the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, this is a really cool director. He's really doing stuff I wouldn't have ever thought of. I was like, it's really Terry Gilliam-esque. Why do they keep pointing their guns so directly at the camera? Yeah, exactly. I was like, why is the Native American man throwing those flaming air, uh, spears? that are coming right at us, you know, until the movie was over. And then I was like, I'm so dumb. <laughs> That's why it says Inglorious 2D. Wow. I didn't get any of the jokes on the cover of the DVD. But I got it new. It was a blind buy. I'd never even heard of it. It is so much fun to watch. It was stupid how fun it was to watch. I, I will have to watch it. And it's a great, by-the-book, western. It's great. The end. Let me in. <laughs> so that might be the first movie that we do for Food and a Flick. Or whatever it's going to end up being called. And that's such a bad name that I'm actually okay with it. It's so terrible. Uh, so Let Me In and Let the Right One In. I can't remember if you mentioned this um, on the last episode or if we talked about it afterwards. Um, but Let Me In really deals with that isolation and getting into those themes yeah. of... Like that's the horror. It's all with about both of these. Oh, it's all about loneliness. Yeah. So oh, if you're afraid to be alone, oh god, it's going to subconsciously depress you. Yeah. This, <laughs> both of these, the horror is more like it will make you cry mm -hmm. rather than it will make you scared. Everyone in this movie is lonely. Everyone, the sun. The mom, the vampire, the familiar, the neighbors, the, the bullies. bullies, every... The coach, I guess. Everyone, except the neighbors, that you only see for a second. <laughs> um, they're not lonely, and you know why in Let Me In. Uh, sex. But, um, which was kind of weird that they put that in. It was really. I weird. was like that. I was like that boob shot was not even needed in this movie. Yeah. There was no reason to be like 
Booby! Alright, so this takes place very, very, very early on. Oh, wait. So not really much of a spoiler. Do we need to tell them to... Well, yeah, but before that... Okay. Man. Not really much of a spoiler, uh, talking about the sex scene at the beginning, but it definitely, I think, um, sets the main... The main character? Is he the main character? I guess? What's his name in this one? In Let Me In, it's, it's Owen. Okay, Owen. In Let the Right One In, it's, it's Oscar. 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 Um, O-S-K. But it... It sets up his character very, very differently. They should have just called him Oscar. Why didn't they... I don't... Yeah, like, Oscar is an American name. It's a fine name. Abby isn't... Wait, no. Uh, Ellie? Ellie. Ellie, that's a fine name. Whatever. It, anywho. Semantics. They change the names. It doesn't matter. Why are we even discussing it? It does not matter. It bugged you, but it, it doesn't matter. It bugged matter. me because it's one of those things that so doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's not like the like kid's name was. Shot? Well, it's not like the kid's name was Vladimir, and like they had to change it because what kid in America is going to na- be named Vlad in the nineteen eighties? But it's just like, I, why? If his name was Vladimir, I would have been like, this movie's way too on the nose. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> that, Stop it! Yeah, that would have been bad. Of course, Vladimir was more of a um, egocentrical psychosis. More like a narciss- narcissistic psychosis. Are we talking about the Impaler or the Putin? The impu- the Impooter. <laughs> the Impooter. <laughs> we are so far off As track. only we are laughing. The, um, uh, yeah, watch... I say watch both of them. If you can. If you don't have the ability to watch a foreign movie, don't watch it. Alright, so... I, we'll get into this when I start... If you have the ability to read books, read the book. Read the book, which I've not done yet. But only read the book after you've seen the movie. Really? Yeah. Why? You'll enjoy... I, I. This is my theory. You'll enjoy the movie better. Because don't you hate it when you read a book and then watch the movie, and then you're picking it apart and going, oh, you're trying to fill in the blanks in your brain. But if you watch the movie first, you already see a concept that you like if you do like the movie. And then it's its own thing, and then you read the book, and you're just like, oh, this is another take, and I'm inside their heads now. That's cool. And you can actually separate the two a little bit better. At least I can. If you have trouble separating the book from the movie, watch the movies first, then read the book, and that might help you. It helps me. The end. The more you know, Lucas. (laughs) Yeah, so if you read the book, you'll be like, oh, I like both. The book and this. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I I could see that. I could see if you watch the movie, then read the book, you're probably not tearing the book apart. Uh, take but, Stephen King, for instance. Oh, if God. you if you watch any Stephen King movie, you're like, okay, that's fine. None of them are great. There's a couple that are fun. I, I have I mean, such a love-hate relationship with him. I know, but then you read the books, and then you're just like, oh, okay. They feel like two different things, and you can separate the two. Right. Um, well, that that is... So far off track. That is um, one of the discussions that I had with a friend after the dra- Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh-huh. Not the American one, but the... Oh, uh, I don't care about those things at all, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Nor- Norwegian? Is that where they're from? I don't care. Anyways, when that trilogy came out, people were like, oh, they left this and this and this out of the book. They left this out. I'm like, yeah, but they're different experiences. Like, if I'm going to read a book, I don't read a book in two hours. That's something that I get into, right? And it takes me a very long time. A book is not a visual medium. <laughs> if I'm watching a movie, which I, is a visual medium, then I expect them to cut out some of the boring crap, 
yes. to give me two hours or three and you don't, of entertainment. Right, and I would hate to watch a movie where all of a sudden we stop, have a flashback in their head, and see what why this one dress reminds him of the time he saw Aunt Betty's cleavage and that peaked sexual awareness in him. Never watch any movie from Zack Snyder, then. <laughs> Zack Snyder only peaks sexual curiosity in me. <laughs> I like some of his flakes. I... Uh, I don't like his new ones. Different, thing. but I really like Watchmen. Sure, I loved the comic. Had a lot of fun watching the movie. Sure, didn't care that the ending was different. We'll get into Zack Snyder at a much we later time. Digress. So let me in. Right, here's my general take on them. Hey, let me in. Why is it I, called Let Me In? I like Let the Right One In better for what they are. Like for me, with that very heavy dramatic coming of age romance dealing with isolation and just happens to be a vampire for me let the right one in does it better oh and the dad is lonely the dad is lonely everyone is lonely oh my god there's a lot of characters i like let the right one in better i like let the right one in better in some instances i like some instances of let me in better they what you said earlier, if you're only going to watch one and you don't like to read, watch Let Me In. It's good. Yeah. Like, it is it is a really good movie. It's a I good enjoy movie. both of them. It's a good movie. Yeah. Like, watching it, it I, it's me. So, of course, I was like, oh, like this part better. Like this part better. Oh. Like, I kept analyzing and, and tearing it apart. But it was like, I I still really like this movie. Like, it's, it's great. So, both of them. Watch them. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I do say watch them both. But if you can't, we already told you. Now then, go watch them. We are about to spoil the crap out of this movie. And we're going to make fun of some stuff. We're going to try to get deep with some stuff. And we may not. But we're going to try. We're going to try... I don't think we could, if I don't know if we'll ever get to Babadook levels, but we'll try. <laughs> I'll try not to turn the entire uh, review just into and let me in. They did this and let the right one in. They did this. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to not do that because that kind of is not the point of the podcast. No, no. Although sometimes it's going to be unavoidable. Well, you know what? Who cares, really? Let's do it. And then what? You play some music now, right? Right. More music. And then they say, let me in to the podcast. Yeah? Well, I gotta let the right one go. What if they wanna let the wrong one go? Isn't that, or that's a different podcast, because we're not talking about that right now. Let the wrong one in. It's the podcast about asshole boyfriends. Oh, no. Um, that's a double entendre. <laughs> yep. Oh, listen to you layering jokes. If you don't get it, folks, that's okay. It's kind of gross. Now then, um, yeah, the movie that you just should have watched or didn't—we don't care. Which was Let Me In, which is what, which is luckily we're the we're Americana doing. version, right? Put out by Hammer, so it's British, right? Um, it's the first, and not—is it? Let's just start there. Let's start with the fact that this was put out by Hammer. Hammer had not been around for years. I don't know how many years. I didn't do the research, but. They came back. I forget with which movie. And then I want to say, this is one of the first ones, if not the first horror movie they came back with. 
which I thought was awesome. Well, like because it was good. Like they made their mark doing, doing all of the not all of the horror, but like most of the. Well, that's what put a, that, that Peter Cushing. That's what Dracula put Hammer movies. on the map. That's what put Hammer on the yeah. map. Was their blood and cleavage movies? Yeah, you know vampires and cleavage. You know, and um, and what better vampires than uh, Christopher Lee? Yeah, like God, so good. He is and. Love Peter him. Cushing as Van Helsing in one or two of them. Maybe at more. Least. Okay, Hammer Nerds, quit yelling at me. <laughs> Yell at yourself in the mirror. I've got to undo my belt because my tummy is pushing on the buckle. Oh. oh you guys should be fat. If you're not fat and know <laughs> the joys of having a roll pushed down on a belt buckle, you're not living. I'd I like to think that the people that are listening to this just picture us as like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. We are. We literally are. I'm really little and I'm chubby. And I have a beard and I talk like this. God true. Anywho. You're little too, yeah, but we're... you're taller than me. I'm the smallest of the group. <laughs> when we're all together, regular sized humans make fun of us. But when we're around each other, we think we're normal size. <laughs> and then we realize we're not. And, and then we see other people and just like, oh, I'm sad now. We're as tall as girls. Yeah. So Hammer. <laughs> Hammer uh, made it on the map because they're horror movies. Yeah. So, so many great horror. The just... cities and cities. Yeah. Have been the cities. Cities? Yeah, the cities. So now coming back with Let Me In. Back to vampire movies. In the double lots. But very, very different vampire than mm -hmm. the Brides of Dracula, or the Satanic Rites of Dracula, or very different. Or the Satanic Fistfights of Dracula. Um, now then, uh, great job, Hammer. Yeah. I, you know what? There's been a couple more Hammer horrors, and I cannot think of what they are. I don't know. Do your research, kids, before you do a podcast. Um, if you want to prove a point, <laughs> that's your homework. I know, not you, the, the listeners. Oh yeah, but it should be. It should have been mine. Wow. Well, let me in. What's good about the title of "Let Me In"? Uh, you have to invite a vampire into your home, or it can't come in. Right. And they keep with this lore, and they use it. I'm going to jump right into that. Yeah, we're we're past the point of yeah. We're, we're going to jump so. around as we do, talk about what we want, when we want, and spoil the heck out of it. You know, we should probably start adding in after they watch the movie. Drink like a lot of coffee before you listen to us, and then our um, energy might make sense. And you might be like, "Oh yeah, it's a great idea. Love what they're talking about. I need more coffee." Nah, no, nah, they're fine. Okay, both of it. Um. So yeah, they they use the you have to invite them in they, a, a they, few times. They they use that mythos. Mythos? Mentos? Yes. <laughs> um, and they show you what happens. Because you never see what happens in any movie ever. Like, why can't you let a vampire in? Well, they just, like, can't come in. They just like, can't come in. There's, there's well, a force field. He is kind of pissed at her. Yeah. Oscar is mad at Abby. Owen. We're talking about Let Me In. Whew. Owen is mad at Abby. Because he finds out she's a vampire. 
First off, he's mad at her because... He's hey, mad at her because she's a vampire, He's actually. mad at her because when he tried to do a blood pact with her... Right. Which, I mean, come on. She drank the blood. He's like, what? why don't you want my blood? Oh, you want, like, all of my blood? Fine. Uh, right. Go away. Yeah. So he Whatever. is confused. She drinks the blood off the ground, tells him to go away. He gets mad, and then he's like, are you a vampire? And she's like, I live off blood, yes. I guess she said that. She said it in the other movie. Oh. Anyway, he's taunting her, and he says, come in. He said, he said why, why don't you walk in? And she said, she comes to his door. He's standing there, and he doesn't say it. She said, you have to invite me in. You know this. And he said... He said, just walk in. He doesn't invite her. You have to let me in. He said, what happens if I don't invite you in? She says, just invite me in if you want me to come in. And he says, no, show me. And so she begins to walk into... (laughs) I loved it. Oh, God, I loved it. Just thinking about it makes me happy. (laughs) She begins... She walks through the threshold. Walks past the threshold, I should say. And she gets like three steps in. And then all of a sudden... Like, she just starts bleeding out of her head and her eyes and her nose and her mouth a little bit out of time as she's walking until, like, blood's just pouring out of her. Not, like, in a Quentin Tarantino Not way. Not gushing out. Not gushing, but it's, like, coming out of her. Like, it's coming out of her. Yeah. All over. Like, top of her head, out of her eyes, out of her nose, out of the sides of her mouth, out of her ears. And you're just like, whoa. And then he freaks out. And he's like, okay, you can come in. You can come in. So she kind of pass. She, I think she kind of passes out because she loses a lot of blood by doing that. Which I thought, that's pretty dang cool. That was a pretty good um, showing of why they can't just come in. Yeah. They have to be invited. We don't know. Now going deeper with that, we don't know the where that power comes from. Is that if you're looking at a damned creature having to be invited into something, is that parallel to born-again Christianity where to receive Christ into your heart, you have to invite Christ into your home, your earthly vessel. Is that a stretch? Is that a, because vampires are the damned? Some of them cannot stand crosses. I think now. What is the parallel? And you know, God loves I, garlic. No way. <laughs> he does love his pasta. Mm-hmm. So, I. I know. We haven't talked about this before. I'm just now know. I'm just now ripping this open now. I can't wait to find a thesis online about this. And it may be in that vampire about why book. vampires have to be invited in. Yeah, why? I I mean I like their interpretation. I'm gonna bleed out. Well not I don't think every vampire thing I don't think every vampire story has had the you have to invite them in piece of it. But I think All the that vampire movies I like, Fright Night Lost Boys. I think that because most of them... I'm not going to buckle my pants, even if 
even <laughs> your wife comes home. Um, she, needs I, I know, think she needs to know what we do and how we do it. <laughs> Are we turning this into the Pantsless Podcast? Pantsless Podcast, that's the third one that we're never going to get around to. No. All right. Uh, so I think that part of it, even before all of the crappy Twilight sparkly crap... Says you! Uh, I think even before that, like, there's always been that sexual side of vampires. So even going back to Nosferatu... No! Like, there, there's always been that Didn't sort of... Didn't we talk sub- about it was the plague... And people's fear of dying. Yes, there was the plague, but... Of, like, blood cancer or whatever. <laughs> I'm not saying and like, whenever why they're even, scary. I'm even saying when how he's they, eating how her they neck were and squeezing her boob, he was pumping her heart is what I'm that represented. I'm saying how they were it wasn't presented. Sexual. Not necessarily why he's they were not fearful. Shrek. Okay, okay. Shrek? Shrek. What is, <laughs> whatever his name was, Shrek, the vampire in uh-huh. Nosferatu. Uh-huh. Seth Shrek or whatever his name was. That was not his name. Max Shrek? Max. Yeah, same thing. Seth Max. All right, he so was not... That was not I a know sexy that, character. I know that it wasn't trying if to... You're, listen, if you're sexually attracted to that... Great. I'm not talking I'm about not, him squeezing her boob. He's doing a groping... I am talking right about... He's groping in like here. How, like how he got into... I forget the girl's name right now because we're not talking about Nosferatu. Like how he gets into her mind. Like that's always been a thing. Hypnosis... Is, People who he only wanted the, her the because he are, liked her blood. The people who aren't like immediately eaten, they are seduced by the vampire. Whether it is sexual or whether it is whatever the case may be, like there's always been. But what's the correlation artist. between being seduced and disease? Because now you got to make that bridge. I, well, if it had been... Because we're talking about Nosferatu, so make If that it had bridge. been a current one, it's much easier to tie that relationship between seduction yeah, and disease. Yeah, well, we're not. Because STDs... Well, it only comes from the freaking well, even, Bram even Stoker's drag. Even back then, maybe, um, maybe the local prostitutes got the plague easier. In fact, yes, I, I'm going with this, having no research whatsoever. I'm going to say... I'm even, shaking my head in disapproval. Even back with Bram Stoker... I hate it. So, uh, I think that the local prostitutes probably had the plague in higher numbers than townsfolk because who do you think was most likely to, uh, to visit the prostitutes? You mean who's most likely to get bitten by rats? No. <laughs> who do you think was most likely to visit the prostitutes upon their return voyages? Sailors. Yeah. Pirates? Pirates and sailors. <laughs> and people also bringing in the rats... Right. We're getting back from however long at sea with horny, a bunch of dudes. Horny sailors. And so the brothel was probably a plague hut. And so... A plague hut? That is the thing that I am now terming. Mm-hmm. It, maybe that was part of it. And so even though it was long before STDs and what they are currently thought of, maybe there was some of that fear of being with a prostitute will give you the plague. So sex maybe, rats. Maybe they didn't... <laughs> sex rats, just if, say it. If there are any punk bands out there trying to come up with a name... <laughs> you like sex rats? Sex rats. <laughs> Not rat sex. Oh. <laughs> that is just squeaky and quick. Sex rats. Squeaky and quick. Smells like cheese in here, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay. That, that, that could be a thing. That All could right, be a reason. Fine. 
Sex rats. Yeah. No, not that. <laughs> that could be part of the seduction. I don't know. Right. Maybe it was just that was part of how they were showing vampires. Right. Was through seduction. Right. But the underlying fear was still plague and uh-huh. poor uh-huh. and. Uh huh. I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, this is what the podcast is. It, Me and you sometimes doing research and then sometimes off the cuff, baby, and that's what you just got. That makes. I could see that. I could see that being a thing. So no, Jesus. So. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that was the so, first thought, and, and you brought it to sex rats. <laughs> Do you think it's Jesus? No, whores. It's not Jesus. I said sex rats. <laughs> all right. It, it all comes oh. full circle. Does it? <sighs> oh, man. So seduction. Seduction, I think, is part of why Like you have to let them in. It could also, relating it back to Jesus, I think most of the uh, like original wait, wait, vampire stories. Jesus? Yes, Jesus. Sex rats. Yes. All right. <laughs> I think that most of the like original vampire stories... Uh, like, that's part of why they were kept out of the church. Like, the church is a safe place. Can't enter this whole ground. Like what? No, like, just like original. What story? I don't know. Like, none. Just let me go with this. Stop trying to bring in a, but, a counterpoint. But we're... But... <laughs> I so, thought it was so a discussion, the, so we with, counterpoint with discussion, do we not? So with the standard vampire myth... No, I need the, you to back you this up, or you're talking in a circle. Okay, fine. I don't have a specific example, but Then have, why are you going on you with garlic? this? <laughs> Are you, you have, trying? You have holy water, you have crosses, and then... Like, the fast do with enter, the plague! Then they can't enter a church. To your point of they are damned souls, and they so take, they can't enter the church. They, there's and nothing so, that says they can't enter a church. You have to be invited into a church, sure. Don't touch the holy water, fine. But there's maybe, crosses, maybe, maybe. that's why they never entered, was because... But you have to have faith in the cross to damage a vampire... But that's not even the lore of this goddamn movie. What are we doing? <laughs> Plus, that isn't until what? Fright Night? Is that where they talk about that? Oh, you have to. Yeah. We're talking Fright Night and Lost Boys. Let Me In has nothing about holy water, nothing about garlic, nothing about crosses. They don't even use the word vampire. Oscar. Owen. I, I don't remember which one says but which one. I know in Let the Right One In. He, he says vampire. He does. I just saw it. So. I just watched that clip. We were talking about a thing. I. Oh. oh the. Uh, all right. So to the point of the let the right one in because you have to invite them in. Right. And the bloody face. Right. Um. So one of the things that I like about let the right one in is. It goes beyond just that standard, well, you have to invite a vampire in, and everyone in the movie is lonely, they're all dealing with isolation, yada yada, and Oscar doesn't really have anyone in his life. His mother's there, but she is distant, possibly an alcoholic. All the neighbors there are just old and weird and crazy cat people. Right, break it down. His, his dad lives off somewhere else because right, his, his parents are separated. Yeah, his parents are divorced. Uh, everyone at school treats him like crap. His dad, his dad's an alcoholic and has a drinking buddy. So, for Oscar, there's this new person his age who isn't instantly beating him up. And, and so it's, well. you have to let the right one into your life. Like, you have to make sure that the people that you let in who influence you uh-huh. are good influences. Uh-huh. Especially because 
I'd probably touch on this a little bit later. Maybe this might be the extent of it, but in Let the Right One In, uh, he has like a scrapbook of murders and serial killers. Right. So he clearly is going down the path of like serial killer, sociopathic. Oh. He is going to be a murderer. You're right, because he is keeps a knife that he practices stabbing the tree. Which at first just like, oh, it's because he's being bullied, so and he it's says, protection. Squeal like a pig. But I don't I th- maybe they say that too. Oh my he doesn't but say squeal like the, a pig. The result of Yeah, being, they do, they do. The result of being bullied by the people around him. Oh the result yeah. of lack of any parental guidance. You're hundred percent right here. He has a a book on here's dead people and how you, to kill oh, them. Oh, I never made that correlation. And so, so Yes. So like that is why it's such an easy transition for him. Spoilers, at the end of the movie, yes. to turn in who, to her new familiar, yes. it's just, sweet, I get to actually kill people and do the things that they had been doing to me. He has already laid the foundation for him to yes. begin killing people. Holy crap, that's awesome. So, with Let Me In, at first I was like, I don't like the title Let Me In as much, because I like all of that with Let the Right One In. Uh-huh. But even as I was typing up my notes, I'm like, Mirror, I don't like Let Me In, because it sounds like a command. Hey, wait a second. The Owen it let me in doesn't really have any autonomy. Like, yeah, he has his mom there, but she's usually telling him what to do, and his bullies are always telling him what to do. Like, he doesn't feel like there's anything that he can control. Yeah. And so the girl has to say, let me in, which, again, lays some of that groundwork for him being her familiar, her, quote, Familiar, oh dude, because she is commanding him. Let me in. Oh, you crack that open. Or the other side of that is rather than it being a command of let me in, yeah, it's a plea because he is just so lonely and so isolated, and everyone there they they have no one. They block, and so it's just that plea of just let me in. Right. So even for Abby, let me in. uh, Like she's not saying a command let me in, it's, God, my current familiar is going to die because he's old. He's obviously going to die. Right. Someone please let me in. Yeah. So, even though at first I I prefer to let the right one in, right. it still works. The this uh, That's great. And you know what? Oscar Owen is a really good familiar for her because he actually cares for her. The familiar, the father, quote-unquote, that she she begins with is actually a pedophile that that she basically tricked into using her so all right, so all right are you talking are you getting that from the book or from the movie because i might have been i don't remember if it was one of the scenes or one of the deleted scenes it's and both. Let me in. it's both because a grown man and the reason he does it he the, the grown man gets creepy with her a couple times, but not too creepy, but very subtly creepy where you go, that's a pedophile. What? Abby is the pedophile. Because she's 12, in quotes, for hundreds of years. Right. <clears throat> there is a picture, like one of the old, like you go to the mall and you get four pictures on the little strip. Right. There is a picture of Abby... And the father as a kid. So it, it, it's quick, but there is a picture in Let Me In showing oh, them as I missed kids. It. I missed it. 
So basically, Let Me In is showing the story of what happened with her and the, the father. Of oh. they met as kids, there was a connection, blah, blah, blah. And then you see the connection between that and Oscar. Right. So that's obviously what's going to happen you get with to Owen. See, oh, you basically get to see the full circle of Abby's life. Yeah. And how she lives it. Yeah. Why, you get to see the end of one familiar's life as it happens that particular way and the beginnings of a new familiar with um, Owen. So Very cool. Even it though just I, makes the movie so much better. I Even though I prefer Let the Right One In, watching them together, like they really pair well because uh-huh. it takes these themes and it says, all right, here is this theme of loneliness and isolation. Right. Here's this showing of it which taps into this. But here's this showing of, of it and how it taps into this. That's right. So There are two different interpretations of the loneliness in each movie. The American version versus the uh, uh, Swedish. <laughs> Swedish. Swedish. So the father, the familiar, whatever, in Let Me In, he seems like just not necessarily angry, but just tired and kind of like, oh, I'm so done with killing people. Like, it almost seems like... Right. He like, seems I'm, a little bitter like, at her. I'm too over this shit. Pretty much. Like, he's just like, ah. Uh, <sighs> but in Let the Right One In, there's a scene, because we just finished watching most of it, um, there's a scene where he's about to go out killing, and he says to Ellie, uh, don't see the boy tonight. And when he says that, he kind of looks off to the side, and then, like, she just kind of touches his face. She doesn't say anything. But it's just like, wow, that dude is not only just so sad that his, at the first viewing, what you think is his daughter spending time with someone else, but afterwards and rewatching it, right. he's jealous. He is jealous that this thing, that he has spent the last 60 years of his life right. caring for and loving and going out and killing people to feed her right now she's starting to spend time with this other boy like you see just that sadness and the only thing in his life that he is able to form a connection with because how else is he going to form a connection after being a killer for 60 years right she's starting to find someone new yeah yeah that, oh man that's it, so lonely yeah that's so heartbreaking and just when he looks away like that one little bit alone is just oh my god it's acted so well because mm-hmm. he's like don't don't see the boy tonight and just god I love it I there's love there's such movies. a hopelessness in that in that portrayal yeah such a hopelessness yeah wow this is devastating it's like being in a frozen desert, man. It it really is. Or frozen in a pond. Frozen in a broken. pond. Wow. You know what happens. Really cool scenes, man. Speaking of frozen in a pond, really cool how they dump the bodies. Really cool how he gets the blood. It's just fun to watch. It's gross. But it's fun if you like horror movies. Um, Freaking... He tries to kill himself at one point. Because he feels, like you told me, trapped. Yeah, saying the word that, trapped. That is that was the father's last words. Right. What do you is, say? I'm trapped. Yeah, I'm trapped. And then he produces a mason jar of acid and pours it on his head, and it's awesome. Okay, he does it in like a 
utility closet? I in one of them. And let the right one in. Or He's is it the in gym? a gym ish? And so it's like, it's like the, the shower room. The gym or a shower room, whatever. Yeah. And let me in. And let me in. I loved it because it's in a car. He's in his car. It, it's not awesome. his car. Oh, that's some right. Some other dude's car. He's in some other dude's that car. He is hiding in the back of. It's the best. I loved that suicide attempt way better than the original because it was in a car. It was. I was like, I did not expect that, and it was awesome. Yes, but but again, keeping with that sadness and just oh god, right? And let me in, and I'm I'm really trying to not have this just be well this, but this right, right, right. Like ah, oh, I got it. So difficult not to let me in. He obviously has that jar of acid with him because. Who doesn't? Right. <laughs> I've got one right what? here. <laughs> My jar of suicide acid. <laughs> no, that's just your bottled farts. <laughs> yeah. My farts are bad, guys. Guys, oh, God, let me tell so you something. Bad. Something's wrong with my intestines so that my sphincter is just holding back. All this just... It smells like a balloon full of diarrhea just pops over your head when I fart. It is so bad. It is so bad. Well, now that we've lost all of our listeners... Uh, Look, somebody's got a fetish. <laughs> he, he obviously carries that with him for like that very reason. And he even says, and let the, the right acid, one in. guys, the acid. He like, carries the acid. He carries the acid, not Lucas's fart. Not drop. my farts. <laughs> he, he says, and let the, let the right one in. Uh-huh. Um, people have seen me with you. Right. So if they catch me killing, they're going to trace it back to you. So, like, there's a little bit of exposition of. That's his backup plan. If he gets caught, throw acid in his face. Right. He he has to get rid of his I, face. I I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's so that people don't. So they people don't get, tie it back to. Him. But they could. But blood work the, and everything else. Well, I mean, it's, it's the eighties. It's not a foolproof plan it's, here. It's the eighties. Um, but let me in. So even though he has it with him and it's pseudo premeditated, like they're in a car wreck and people are coming after him, and he's like, oh crap. The acid throw, yeah, and let the right one in when he hears the people coming back, right? And he walks into that shower and he's like, "I'm trapped." He has time to sit and think about the fact of just, well, this is all over. This is done. Not only am I going to die alone with acid in my face, but now she's going to be alone. So like it, it prolongs that scene, right? And forces you to, like, think as him. He is contemplating his own death mm-hmm. rather than just an immediate, oh, gotta protect her, acid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so lonely. God. The... <laughs> uh, so, here's the biggest difference between them. The American version, the Let Me In, is more Americanized and action uh-huh. Which I I guess works. Again, I I love let let me in. I love it's both of them. It's not overtly actiony though. It's so the first scene in Let Me In, it's Ooh. the um, the ambulance driving him to the hospital with his acid face. The ambulance. So it starts out with adrenaline and ambulance and so like there's just a little bit more Gosh. I guess, like, American audiences won't like a very slow but very powerful, dramatic horror. Like, horror is the least, excuse me, 
the least of the descriptions of this. How does Let the Right One In begin? Uh, it's black with white text credits. And then when you start seeing stuff, it is the just just oh. snow falling. And then the playground, right? Well, it's just snow falling and you hear like... Have you ever uh, stood outside when it's snowing and you hear like the snow and the yeah. ice at that frozen oh, ground? Is that little crackly? Yes. That's how it starts. Yeah. It's just a empty, desolate, Lonely. frozen... Loneliness. And then you hear, <laughs> squeal like a pig. And then you see Oscar walk up to the... You see the reflection of Oscar in the window in his undies. So it starts out focusing on Oscar and emptiness and a pseudo-reflection of someone that's there with the window. So it starts out a very different take of who the character is and what the movie is. Right. In Let Me In, he has some sort of weird transparent drama mask. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, what, what does he say? He says something. I did write that down because I was like he says something about a little fish or something? Uh, says hey little girl are you scared? So rather than squeal like a pig he's wearing a mask, oh. still in his undies like hey little girl are you scared? That's what they call him though. The bullies right. call him a little girl. But so then masculizing, which is kind of on par for yeah, when what? you find out and then he looks through the telescope to see his neighbors having sex, and you see the weirdly out of place tit shot. Like, it's, yeah. it doesn't make. It... But then they look at him. Yeah. And he like, oh, yeah. I wasn't peeping. Yeah. You know what so I mean? So there, let me in. Also sets the stage for what well, he is clearly going to be a sociopathic serial killer. He's a little bit sociopathic already. Yeah. Wearing a mask and does he? Okay. In the American version, does Right. In the American version, does he have the um, serial killer cutouts and stuff? I can't remember. I made that sound like it's paper dolls, which actually we should do and sell. Because, <laughs> good God, cut this out. What time is it? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't think that it does. Right. I don't, I don't think so. The American Let Me In does have uh, the policeman character. Uh-huh. Which isn't in Let the Right One In. He serves the role as the neighbors, essentially. Like, filling in the Oh, the cop, the cop isn't in the... The cop is not. There is a cop at the very beginning. Which is who? Who's the cop? Did you say Casey Jones? Did well, I say Casey Jones? Because it's uh, Elias Coitus, right? It's not Coitus. <laughs> <laughs> Elias Cunnilingus, right? Elias Sex. Cotius? <laughs> it's Cotius? Where's his name? Right there. It is. It's Casey Jones. Just know it's Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles movie. I did not know that. The original Ninja Turtles. I, I did not know that. He's Casey Jones. Huh. Yeah, man. If you go back and look, you're just like, yeah, he's the best. And you're like, he is the best. He wasn't wearing a mask. Oh, no. It would be awesome if he did put it on. You're just like, yeah. Okay. But uh, I digress. But yeah, I don't want to spoil really? all of it. I don't want to spoil all of it, even though I could really well, talk so about far, the demasculation as at, parallel at to... At this point, they've watched the movie already. Hopefully. 
Oh, yeah. Because that's our whole thing. Okay, guys. So what what you need to know is Abby (laughs) is a boy. Dun, dun, dun. But she, he, got his wee-wee removed and his bells removed back in, like, the 1700s or the 1600s. And, um was a eunuch was turned eunuch and um in a terrible terrible way you don't i don't think you see any scarring let me in you don't you don't see any scarring let you me just in. but let, let the right one see in owen's reaction you're but, like what's that reaction right and let the right one in you see uh you see like a weird scar in the crotch area of the little girl and the only obviously prosthetic, obviously prosthetic. It's not a twelve-year-old girl's junk, but um, whenever she lays down with him and he's like, "You're cold and you're naked," she says, "That is that gross to you?" And he's like, "No." Would you still like me if I wasn't a girl? She doesn't say it then. She says it after he gives her candy and she throws up. And she's like, do you like me? And he says, yes. Oh, okay. Because it was after their date. After their weird date. Which, and let me in, and like, she's it like, shows more of their date. She's like, I can't eat this candy. And he's like, he's kind of hurt. And she's like, fine, I'll eat this candy. Yeah. And then she just pukes everywhere because she's <laughs> like, there's no blood in this candy. That's why I didn't eat it. And then which, she asks, if you think of the reverse, if you're used to eating candy and someone gave you a little blood droplet, you would puke too. Well, she can't eat anything but blood. Right. Makes sense. I mean, I would puke if somebody tried to feed me poop. You know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. That wasn't very well thought out. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, so what, what am I saying? Oh, God. I can't uh, hit you so poop. She, she says, would you still like me? And that's the only correlation to it. So then you kind of think, what? Blah, blah, blah. Well, and at the time, initially watching, you're like, oh, because she's a vampire. Because she's a vampire, but you know in the other movie, she's a eunuch. She's a dude. One of the deleted scenes um, in Let Me In, uh-huh. the director um, the director like does a commentary talking about, like, they, they have, um, they don't show the castration, but there is a scene where... Abby is sharing her memories with Owen, mm-hmm. and so she shares that memory of getting attacked, which is in the book. And he says something about she being a boy, right? And so, like, he mentions it, but you'd have to watch if you if you've never read the book, if you didn't watch Let the Right One In, you're if not you didn't know. listen to this podcast beforehand. You just think the monster. Yeah, the only way that you would know, right, is from that deleted scene with the commentary. Right. And it wasn't and it's not really necessary in this particular story. Right. In the book story, it's kind of a, it's a big deal, uh, especially the um, memory sharing and everything. And that endears Owen to Abby more with the sharing of memories and everything else. Which especially, which is a really cool supernatural aspect of the movie, but it's not I mean of the story. But as the movie let me in, the American version, it, it's not needed. It, it isn't. Well, I, I agree that it works just as much without it. However, 
first off, why then include the reaction? Like, why the surprised reaction? You know, well, maybe he was just like, naked girl. Yeah, but it, it's almost a pointless scene to include it if you're not going to dive into it. If you don't already know it. But here's why it works. And, ah, oh God, he could have done so much more if he had just pushed a little bit more uh-huh. with American audiences that you won't get away with showing things like child stuff. Right. The fact that the bullies call Owen a girl. Right. And literally everyone who will ever meet Abby. I mean, come on. Quote, her name is Abby. Calls her a girl. Thinks that she is a girl. Right. So there could have been a much deeper, stronger connection with, people make fun of me for being a girl. I don't like it. Really? Because I lived my entire life with nothing because I was castrated and people think that I'm a girl. And I can still rip their heads off. So you're yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of wish that he had gone a little bit further. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's a good thought. That's a very good thought. Um, speaking of ripped their heads off, uh, there is a really sweet decapitation. Um, <laughs> you make that sound so loving. Really sweet decapitation. It was very nice. Yeah. Uh, well, it was. It was a gift. Dude was about to drown, and then... Like a cat bringing in a mouse? Abby shows <laughs> up and is like, for you. I'm going to decapitate this bully, and I'm going to rip these other kids to shreds, and hey, let's get the heck out of here. Bud? Did let the right one in. Uh, did the bully have an older brother? Because he didn't let me in. Like, that actually showed some of why the bully was such a jerk. Yeah, because, because the, older, the brother... older brother was bullying... The younger brother. Right. The older brother had a, a, brought a knife, I think, to the pool. You don't bring a knife to a vampire fight. No, you don't. Um, vampire. I do believe because they were they were gonna they were gonna kill him regardless, either drown him or stab him to death. Fun thing um, about some behind the scenes stuff. That pool scene. Yeah. Like that's actually the kid actor. Being suspended upside down, mm-hmm. dragged through a pool. Wow. That wasn't a dummy. That wow. was a kid doing his own stunt. Cool. Yeah. And that kid went on to do a million other movies. Sure. The bully kid is uh, uh, in the friend in the Netflix show 13 Things. Do you remember his name? No, I, I can, do not. I can if I see a picture of him, I'll be like, "That's him." Um, he should be one of those. Is, is it Leary? Is it Jack? It's. I believe it's this guy right here, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan Manet. Yeah, he's he's a, he's the dude huh. in Don't Breathe. He's the dude in Goosebumps. Uh, he's uh, so he likes his horror movie. Kid in Prisoners. Thirteen Reasons Why. Thirteen Reasons Why. He's the main kid in Thirteen re- re- Thirteen's re- Thirteen Reasons Why. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Uh, but anyway, huh? Did not know that. Yeah. Um, so kudos, kid, for a he did a great job. Down. He did a great job, and he was a great bully, and now he's a great hero. Uh, he's done a, a really cool. First time I met him, he was in this movie, and I was like, this guy is. A great, mean kid. And now you watch him and you go, he's got a good heart. And all this other stuff. So he, he did a good job of acting. So, unhorror related, but movie related. Go on. Let the Right One In was made in 2008. Okay. Let Me In, 2010. Okay. <clears throat> Do you think it was necessary 
to redo. I, I know they weren't necessarily, quote, redoing the movie, but uh -huh. just doing an American version on a story based on a book. Blah, I get all that. Okay. Do you think it was necessary only two years later? It didn't hurt. I mean, we're doing a podcast on it. It's true. I mean, how many years later? Seven. Uh, seven. Seven. Seven years later. God, I feel old now. You are old. You, well, we're getting old. It's we're true. getting closer to 40. Well, at least I am. <laughs> I'm getting closer to 40. Some awkwardly approaching 40-year-olds. You know what? I'm going to rephrase the way that I said that. Yeah, make it not sound so <laughs> dumb. Not so uh, lurchy. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It, uh, other thoughts on Let Me In. Oh, here was a thing yeah. that uh, I texted you after I watched it the other night. Right, right, right. They never show the mother's face in Let Me In. In Let Me In. Which and I do not remember that. It was then okay, but they don't show the dad's face either, do they? Well, they never show the dad. Like he's just on the phone, right? But never showing the mom's face. Like they show her body, but her face is always like either in the shadows or like you only see part of it. That's or, like, crazy. It's cut off at the chin. That's great. Kind of gimmicky, but it works to really That's highlight. That's not gimmicky. That's great. It it works to, to if highlight. If she talked like this. <laughs> then that's gimmicky. <laughs> I would like to see someone do a mashup of Peanuts and let the right one in. No, no. Uh, with Marcy? Was it Marcy the one with the glasses that always follow Peppermint Patty? Uh, Kept calling her sir. Sir. Because um, uh, if so, yeah, I think so. she would definitely be the vampire. She was always kind of cold and distant. No, Lucy would have to be the vampire. Lucy's it. And Charlie Brown would be <clears throat> Owen. So, it, it really highlights the fact that, yeah, his mom is... Snoopy quote, would be the familiar. There. Yes. Weird. Snoopy would be all of those cats that attack. Heavy Woodstock. Um, she gets attacked by all the different little Woodstocks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it highlights the fact... That even though uh, his mother is there, like, he is living a very empty and distant existence. Yes. And seemingly no one is there. Um, God, there was another thing that I had about the isolation. But it, really, it's all just more examples for the same theme. I'm trying to remember what it was. It, it was a thing. Um that I can't remember. That helps us none. It it was about Let Me In. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is good, good podcast. It wasn't the oh, this face. Oh, man, yeah. It was... Oh, was it that she slept in a dirty coffin that was the tub? Because that was awesome. It was not that she slept in the dirty coffin that was the tub. Her crypt was the bathroom of the apartment. <laughs> And her coffin was the bathtub full of dirt and leaves. I loved it. It was awesome. Yes. That was so cool. I loved it. It's, it's good. It's, it is a really good movie. I enjoy it a lot. Watch them both, man. They're both fun. You want to watch a fun, different take on a vampire? God, let the right one in is not fun. It oh, is yeah. sad. Let me in. There's a little bit more fun. Let because me again, in it fun. has some of that action. It is no, but I'm yeah. having fun talking about it. 
That's because we're weird, and we want to take a horror movie and spend hours dissecting the tiniest details. Right, right, right. But, 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 the people that listen to this, or will listen to this, they like that. I hope so. So they're having funs. Funs. I do really like in uh, Let Me In, uh-huh. when Owen hits the bully with that big metal bar. Oh, go. It is a much more solid hit. It hurts me so bad yeah. seeing that. It hurts my ears and my head. Yeah. Holy crap. They did a good job. Yeah. They did a good job. This is a good movie. Yeah. I I, I love them both. Um, I, If I had to watch... If I had to give a preference, I'm going to let the right one in. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just because for me, it does that isolation and loneliness. Like, even the scene with the dad, where he goes and visits his dad, and like he's riding the snowmobile, and he looks all happy. And it's like, oh, this isn't like a nice little respite from his hell of a life. Nope. It highlights the fact that Owen, sorry, Oscar, could actually enjoy his life if he was a loner like his dad, spending time with his dad. But that is so few and far between, and as soon as he leaves riding on a snowmobile with his dad, he gets to go back and get beat up by a bully and have a distant mother. Right. And so even a seemingly bright spot in the movie only highlights the rest of the darkness. Yeah. So for me, Let the Right One In does a much better job of really digging into just... How long... This movie would have to be a series... If Oscar or Owen was in therapy, <laughs> if he was in therapy, but he was getting better, like what if he was in therapy getting better, and then there, she was just like, the therapist was just like, "Have you let's like gets him to a point in his life where he's confident enough to say no to negative influences." And he actually starts letting the right one in. Right. And he doesn't have anything to do with vampires anymore. And so eventually, the whole show just turns into just a happy, well-adjusted man. Let the right one zen. Hey! (laughs) Is that where we end the podcast? No, because I remembered uh, the thing that I was going to say. Kind of dealing with loneliness, I guess, more uh, creative styling, I, something that I really like in both of them. The cats? The CG cats? I prefer the CG cats over CG Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't like the... Those, the. Okay, the CG cats were hilarious. Yes. Friggin' hilarious, but whatever. So, Cat in both attacks of them, are great. Uh, Ellie and Abby, uh-huh. the vampire, vampires, whatever... Uh, like part of the goes back to something we talked about earlier part of that mythos with vampires is they're the damned like they don't have a soul which is why they can't enter churches and all this other stuff right and so that's why except for crappy twilight you never really see vampires trying to form a connection it is controlling people it is manipulating people it is doing the stuff that they want it is a very selfish existence just about this is what I need and I'm gonna suck the blood out of the rest of you but in Let Me In, Let the Right One In, it's more like she is actively trying to find that connection. Like, the fact that when she first meets uh, Owen or Oscar, she's like, we can't be friends. Like, 
no, I can't let myself get attached to you. I can't put you through this thing. Like, she obviously cares about him. Right. Which is why later she goes all murder face on the bullies. Yeah. Like, she has these emotions. And I wonder... I wonder how much that was just, like, a plot device of, gotta do it somehow. And how much of that was... Because she was turned into a vampire, he was turned into a vampire as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, how much of that is still that childlike innocence and loneliness and wanting a friend on the playground that even though the vampire takes over and will go and rip someone's head off, like, how much of that is that childlike innocence trying to break out? Mm. So do you feel, or are you saying, that Ellie, Abby... (laughs) Why couldn't they just keep the same name? Their body being a 12-year-old is also the physical interpretation of being in a constant state of arrested development. I think... Well, that's my question. Like, I think so? Question mark? I wonder how much that was intentional. Right. Versus just a plot device of... I want to do a coming-of-age romance story. Oh, make, oh make man, the too. parallel of lashing out as a child or lashing out as a monster and being the age of 12 and growing up and hormone changes. Well, because, like, think Holy about, crap, yeah. Think about when she goes all vampire feral. When she is Her face super changes. hungry, right? And I mean, you have a kid. When kids don't eat, they kind of turn into rotten little brats. Well, everybody gets hangry. Yeah, baby. But especially kids. Like that's one of the things that you have to teach kids is look. Just because you're hungry, deal with it a little bit. We'll get you food, but stop yelling and throwing things. Right, right. Quit whining about it. Right. We're five minutes away. Right. Well, we're gonna be there. We're gonna eat. So when she gets angry, uh, when the father doesn't do what she wants, and so it's like, I can't have it my way, then I'm just going to, you won't do what I want, I'm doing it on my own. When she is tempted with blood, and I guess if you're going like all pubescent stuff, what better to represent any sort of bodily fluid than blood? Right. Because it is the... Body fluid of choice. Sure. I don't know what that means. So, yeah, like, that... that Wait, that made me think of something. Yes. What if Mr. Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid, the picture of Kool-Aid, was full of blood? blood? (laughs) Yes! I mean... Oh, yeah! I... Yeah. Scary! I mean, he doesn't have any organs. No, a lot of blood. Is that just his blood and a face? Oh, and arms. Oh, and just and high tops and yeah. Sometimes sunglasses and a cool jean jacket. Yeah, and lots of blood. Lots just full of blood. Yeah, he's just out turning all those kids into vampires. That's why he has superhuman strength. Oh man, that's why he can bust through a wall. Yeah, yeah. Kool Aid Man is a vampire. Yeah, that's my follow up. Wow. Is, it, is this where we in the podcast? I mean, <laughs> do we, I, I, I can't, you know, it comes full circle. Yeah. 
I mean, we weren't talking about Kool-Aid at the beginning, but let's pretend. I mean, I'm sure that we can go into even more details, but really they're just additional details of loneliness and isolation, potentially arrested development, um, even the comparison of the familiar growing old and seeing how that changes him versus staying eternally 12, more or less. Right. Like, right. ah, yeah. Such good movies. Yeah. So good. Yeah. God, I love them. Yeah. So, yeah, if for whatever reason you didn't listen to us at the beginning when we said watch it before you listen, um, we've spoiled everything for you, but still worth seeing. Yeah. Like, even knowing everything that's going to happen. It doesn't... We went way out of order, and it doesn't compare to just watching it. Because the cinematography is great. The soundtrack is really great. And and both of them. Let Me In, it's more like 80s rock. But, oh, God, they both have... The acting is great. Orchestral, like, piano. It's good. Oh. It's good, guys. It's good. I, I, I love them both so much. Such good movies. So yeah, if you've not seen them, seriously, go watch them. You could have watched one of them in the time that you've been listening to us. Or at least half of it. Yeah. Because they're about two hours long. Yeah, just under. Now listen. (laughs) Because they've not been up until now. (laughs) (laughs) Now actually listen. Um, What movie were you thinking for next time? So next time, uh, I want us to do Beyond the Gates. Okay. Which is, uh, it's an IFC film. IFC Midnight? If I can't remember if it's IFC Midnight or IFC. Um, well, but, if it's a horror movie, wouldn't it be IFC Midnight? Yeah, but there's, there's, it is not as midnighty as some of their other midnight movies. So it happens in the day? And a lot of it, yes. Um, Beyond the Gates, alright, so I saw it last year at the Knoxville Horror Film Fest. Uh-huh. And then two weeks later... At the Frightening Ass Film Fest in Chattanooga. Uh-huh. And uh, then it came out on Blu-ray, I want to say like a week or a week and a half ago. Uh-huh. And it is, I think, the only Blu-ray that I've ever pre-ordered. Nice. And I am cheap. Like, I buy all my crap at pawn shops and yes. thrift stores. Yes. And I was like, I love this movie so much. Yes. I, I, I want to own it. It's on Netflix. So... Uh, Anyone out there who's not seen it yet, go watch it. I don't want to oversell it. Like, I don't want to be like, it's the best movie ever! Oh my god! Because there's plenty about it that you could say, oh, not eh, no, boo. Eh, yeah. eh. Especially if you play up those expectations. Right. But it's an 80s throwback um, about a VHS board game. And That makes me happy, period. Like, that. that's all that you need to know about it. <laughs> It's like a demonic Jumanji, almost. It It is just a lot of fun. Demanji. Yes, it is a Dumanji. <laughs> <laughs> the, so, uh, yeah, like with me and you getting back into VHS, love that piece of it. Uh-huh. Uh, incredibly well acted. Yeah. Barbara Crampton is hey. in it. Oh, hey, Barbara Crampton. She does Crampton. not get naked in this one. That's okay. She, She's 60 years old. Uh huh. Oh no. She does oh, not. Oh no. She does not get naked. 
Um, oh, the way you said uh uh-huh, makes me worry. No. That she but looks her age with plastic. The... No, she looks... I mean, she looks good for her age. Whatever. So, um... It, it is just a lot of fun. You know what? Good for her. Because and I look bad for my age. <laughs> we both do. <laughs> it, it is a very fun horror movie. Yeah. I uh, can't wait to get into it because there, there's just so much, like, 80s fun about it. Like, it, it's about two brothers, and then they are... Don't older. tell me. I'm not telling you too much. But even their interaction, like, as adults, has that same sort of feel as, like, the Goonies or Monster Squad or any of those, like, 80s, like, we're going to go and do this thing. Oh, okay. And and it works. And it is awesome. Um, it, yeah, I'll get into the details of, like, people that have the sweet done deeds. it. And, yeah. Uh, most of the guys that were part of either making it or, um, or being in it, uh, they've been to Chattanooga for the Frightening Ass Film Fest and Chattanooga Film Fest. So you've met them? Unfortunately, no. Oh. Because every time that, like, oh, there's that person. Right. Like, I wanted to go, like, I loved Beyond the Gates and Feeding Time, which is a short by one of the, guy, the, the guys that's in it. And, but every time that I tried to, they were obviously talking to someone. And I didn't want to be the weirdo, like, hey, you're in the middle of a conversation, but I saw a thing you did and it was fun. Okay, bye. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, don't ever be that guy. And I didn't want to be the stalker. I'm just going to stand here, like, awkwardly, like, kind of giving you the once-over, waiting for you to not talk. I didn't want to be that guy either. Yeah, don't be that guy either. So there was never that, like, good time, like, hey, loved it. That was awesome. What you got to do yeah, is walk over to them and spill a drink on their shirt. No. And then be like... Let spill me some Kool-Aid? Get, yeah. And be like, <laughs> Let me get you out of those wet clothes, you know? And then not only do you form a sexual romance with this person, you also get to tell them how cool they are in their movie. No. You're welcome. No. So, Beyond the Gates. Yes. It- uh, watch Beyond the Gates for this next podcast that we'll do in two months. <laughs> Hopefully before then. Hopefully before two months. Yes. Seven weeks. At some point, uh, I'm also going to do my uh, review of it. Yeah. I'm hoping that we actually do oh, uh, the, the monster pod of the it. Correlate. I'm hoping that I'll Ooh. be able to put both of them out relatively close to each other. Yeah, like the same day. Yeah. Because my review, close. like my reviews, I try to get them not spoilery. Right. Because I try to be like, here's a quick five oh, to ten minutes. This show, we just spoil it. Yeah. Is there anything to analyze in this movie? Um, or is it going to be another... What was that H.P. Lovecraft movie we watched that was so fun? From Beyond? Yeah. Is it going to be like From Beyond? It is. No, it's not. It, it is not nearly as crazy as From Beyond. I know. I know not as crazy, but is it just going to be like, this is what we had fun doing? There, Yes. There, there is some horror. Uh-huh. I mean, some of it is just like... Alright, so there are three things uh, that no. add to the horror. Okay, no. No. I'm not, I'm not going to get into details. You're already getting into no. the movie. You can't... One, no. one of them is jump scares. No! One of them does tap into some genuine horrors. Okay. Horse? Yes, taps into some horse. Mm-hmm. It's heroin <laughs> on, on the streets. <laughs> It it is a it is a genuine horror that you will find in a lot of horror movies, uh-huh. but it still works. And oh wait, you mean grown ups? Uh, 
Wait, okay, so it does tap into Arrested Development. Ish? Well, I mean, no, 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 because it's set in the 80s, and for some reason well, we can't yes. let go, and it's talking about VHS <laughs> and stuff like that, and it's a part of us that we refuse to let grow up and just discard. Well, the audience has Arrested Development. Yeah. But I, I, I really do love this movie. Uh, so it has some jump scares. It does have some horror. And then it does have a third piece of horror that I was going to say that I am drawing a blank on what it was now. Abandonment? A little bit. So there, there is some... Oh, I now I remember what I was thinking. There are some psychological underpinnings that you can tie in. Um, one of the things that it does really well, it puts all of it out there. But it doesn't overdo it in such a way that it's like, this is a driving force. Right. No. There, there is a ton of heart in Beyond the Gates. Okay, good. That's perfect. Yes. Speaking of heart, fart. And I have to. <laughs> this has been the Monster Pod. I'm Lucas. I'm Nathan. We will see you next time. Be sure to watch Beyond the Gates. Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Okay, bye. <laughs>